For more encouragement and parenting tips, visit us at MessyFamilyMinute.org. K-A-T-H, 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. Welcome to We Sing Our Faith, sharing the music and ministry of today's Catholic recording artists. I am your host, Julie Carrick, and it is my privilege to share my fellow artists with you. Welcome back to We Sing Our Faith. And as promised, we bring you part two of a two-part series on Julie's new book, Julie Carrick, the author. What a crazy title. <laughs> I mean, author, not the title of the book. Okay. I love I, the title of the book. I can verify that, <laughs> certify it. But Oh, man, it's it's been, um, yeah. So you launched the book three days ago I from did. this, this uh, taping. Yeah, and it's been really an amazing journey to see... In fact, it was funny when I was being interviewed the other day with the uh, folks with Paper Raven and then, of course, yesterday with uh, Dave Palmer in the morning. That was wonderful to spend some time chatting with him. Um, but to look at what the book is doing, it's really amazing. I uh, I thought after doing all of the recordings over these years of ministry that when they said that this was going to launch, the book would launch on Amazon, I thought, well, that's kind of boring. You know, like, it's not going to be any big deal. And was I wrong? Well, what Julie is not really prone to say, because she doesn't like to keep score, you know, because we're all even under God, right? We are. We're yeah. all equal. Except Julie, because she's number <laughs> one in her category. Yeah, that was beautiful to have that so many days in a row, um, to have that that book, um, Unfailing Grace, as number one in personal growth and spirituality. It's, it's, it's delightful to realize that something was just the musing of the Holy Spirit last year, not even a year ago. It was in March, actually, that I began writing. And, um, and here it is, a complete project. So it, uh, it's amazing. And I am very, very encouraged um, with everyone that took the time to go on to Amazon and to download the ebook and to start leaving their comments. Um, it's, it's just beautiful. So I feel very affirmed in this work. And what was really beautiful this week was the Catholic Sun in Phoenix, in the Diocese of Phoenix, they, re, um, they did an interview with me. And one of the things that was absolutely lovely when they released their article and shared that with our diocese, and now they've shared it around the country, is that the timing of the Holy Spirit is so marvelous. This year, in fact, just in this last week, Pope Francis has asked that this year in the communication of the Catholic Church be a year that we tell our stories. It goes right back to the scripture, doesn't it? It does. It the does. Parables and, and why do we speak in parables and, yeah. and what Christ said, that these people aren't given it like you were given it. They have to learn by yeah. these parables. And it's the same thing. It's a story. Yeah, it's telling the story. So one of the first stories that we want to share with you today as we kind of journey through this uh, unfailing grace was the really the time of healing in our marriage. As I've shared on previous episodes and as, as written in great detail, actually, in the book, when we went through the pain and the suffering that our marriage endured back in 2004, the incredible grace of reconciliation on the end of that was absolute, pure gift. It was the most amazing gift from God. And to go and to receive that sacrament of reconciliation, I know it was a turning point for me. How did, how did that make you feel? Euphoric. I mean, 
in the moment, I felt euphoric. Um, in the two years after, you know, kind of rebuilding our relationship and, and you know, beating myself up in between the euphoria and the joy, mm-hmm. um, I, I felt a healing yeah. and I felt a renewed um, desire to, to celebrate our marriage and to, um, to make something positive out of what what I was ultimately responsible for in our marriage. Well, it was a negative, but as you said, the healing, mm-hmm. and that's the word. I mean, that word healing. So the first song that we're going to share with you today is a song that we um, sing together. I love that. Kurt's interviewing yeah. me, but we both get to sing this one. And it's the song Grace, and it is truly that magnificent sacrament of healing, the sacrament of reconciliation. We'll take a few minutes now and listen to the song Grace. You can make me whole 
that kind of comes out of the darkness and back into the light through the song, doesn't it? Yeah, and that. and that's what the book is all about. You know, it's not so much that I'm supposed to be known as an author, although I am getting kind of used to being, you know, kind of wearing that hat and and realizing that there are so many ways of telling our stories. As artists come on and share their stories and, and some of the songs that are written, I can't help but think about, you know, folks like Jamie Teton. Mm -hmm. I love Jamie and Liz Owen, who just had her sweet baby girl and her, her sweet little boy, Isaac, who's at home. And she wrote that fun song for him, Rocket Ship Boy. Oh, boy, yeah. I love it. So her songs tell the stories of her life with her children and her marriage. And, um, and when I think of this book, Unfailing Grace, I couldn't write the book and not include one of the most incredible parts of, of the journey where stories being revealed became a part of, of uh, a healing process again. And that, of course, was when I was very sick in 2008 and dealing with lung cancer. And I remember calling friends of ours up in Flagstaff, Karen and Dave, and just talking to them and saying, you know, wow, this is so shocking, you know, to have this, this disease. And Karen being so loving and so sweet, and she's like, well, Dave and I are coming down for the weekend. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> and we're going to bring the red wine. <laughs> yeah. And they did, true to form. And as we were sipping on our red wine in the living room, it occurred to me that when Jesus was with his 12 and they were making their way toward that Sea of Galilee, and, you know, there's always this image, and I don't know if, if you're at all like me, I, I had these images before going to Israel that everything was like huge, kind of felt like Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it was huge, like the Sea of Galilee. It would be this giant, you know, foreboding almost body of water. And as we were getting closer to it, the signs that were in Hebrew and different languages, they had a translation in English, and it simply said, the lake. And it was like, wow, he went to the lake with his friends. Now, don't you remember doing that growing up <laughs> in the Midwest, Absolutely. going to the lake? Yeah. Lake Michigan, I think, is bigger, yeah, probably. way bigger than the Sea of Galilee. But it was amazing to just realize the simplicity of the storytelling that he was doing. So, of course, I had to write the song Red Wine. See, you have been a storyteller all along. The <laughs> author just hadn't written it down on paper mm -hmm. until now. Yeah. Well, let's go to Red Wine. And if there's someone in your life who you just want to journey with as friends as you share your stories together, maybe share this song with them. This is from the project In the Waiting.
mission as we journey through this life together. Through the joys and laughter, through this time of tears, the treasure gift of friendship is his fear. love that one. And and Heidi, that was so appropriate. Heidi got to sing on this. Our daughter Heidi sang on this project and her beautiful voice that you hear singing in the background on that. Just an amazing part of our journey, amazing part of our life and our story and what was really amazing in the writing of the story because it is family. I mean, we've been married for how many years? 36. 36 years. And in those 36 years to have our, our three adults who are, you know, our children who are now full grown and in their own families. And, um, but you know, to be a truly good steward of the story of our family, it was really important to ask them if there were any stories that were off limits. And I was really, honestly, I was very encouraged that they were so willing to share so much of it. And the few details that they asked me to keep private just for our family, I honored that. And it's going to come out in another book called no. the, un, the unrated version. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Oh, Lord. No, 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 no. No, calm down, girls. It's not going to happen. So. <laughs> but when I think of moments where we just want to treasure moments in life, and all throughout these years, from the time that I was a little girl until now, and it's the most tender moments of, of every week, um, are those days that I get to go be with the Lord in Eucharistic adoration and to look into his face. Um, I mean, to share that in such a way that when the, when the publisher was helping me through that editing process, and they would send me notes and they would say, this is you know, this is a great way to share this. However, if somebody who's not Catholic is reading this book and you're hoping to draw them into the truth of the Catholic faith and what that means, how would you really describe the Eucharist in, mm -hmm. in the, you know, in Eucharistic adoration? Now, I'm not going to tell you what the book says because, you know, I have to leave something for you to read. But Kurt, I'm going to ask you, I know we're switching interview hats now. Did you notice how I did that? I did, yeah. Okay. So, Kurt, <laughs> how would you describe it? At, you know, Eucharistic adoration, what does it mean to you? In, in well, it's, it's to be in the presence of, of Christ. It's to be completely um, devoid of, of any th material need. Do you remember when you were maybe four or five years old, and you were maybe at home with your one of your parents, and they they just asked you to sit quietly, and, but you knew everything was okay. You had no cares in the world because your parents were there and you were at home. Mm -hmm. Well, 
Um, adoration is kind of like that because, you know, if, if God is the Father and Christ is the Savior and they are one with the Holy Spirit and we go to his house and we sit in his presence, there's a calmness that is just overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember that from when we used to go when uh, when we were, you know, having our tr- our troubles, I guess we'll call it that, mm-hmm. when we were having our troubles and when I was able to sit in there with you and, and acknowledge Christ in the room, I, I felt like that five-year-old kid, you know, mm-hmm. sitting on the sofa while my mom is either making dinner or, um, you know, just yeah. very calm. Yeah. It, was, it was home. Yeah, yeah. What a great description. And then, of course, to look at the monstrance and to realize that it's not a piece of bread, you know, the glass the luna that we look through that holds his precious body it's like a window from from his perspective a window into our soul and from our perspective it's like peeking into heaven you know it's like peeking through that little window into heaven to see god and to just look him face to face and and live um Anyhow, I had to write that, a song about that's that. That's one thing that's a little more unsettling to me is after after you wrote the song about how he's looking into me, mm-hmm. I hadn't really thought about that. So I'm like, oh, I got to make sure that, you know, I get a fresh <laughs> reconciliation every now and then because otherwise he's going to, like yeah. he doesn't know anyways, right. you know. But how beautiful to go prepared. That's a oh, lovely yeah. thought. It really, really is. Mm. Well, we're going to take a few moments now. Just imagine, if you will, being in his presence, allowing him to look into your heart and to let him love you right where you're at. The song is called Adoration. I come to offer perfect praise to you To bring a gift of self to offer Kneeling here before you now I feel unworthy, Lord Help me lift my eyes to see To see you looking into me Into a heart that longs to love you Into these eyes that beg to see Into my arms I breathe Jesus Jesus My soul is longing to be near you I see beyond the bread your face Kneeling here before you and grace I see you looking into me into a heart that longs to love you into these eyes that beg to see into my arms that need your true embrace into my hearing all my senses into every breath I breathe 
gift of love first come from you Set me free as you are looking into me, into a heart that longs to love you, into these eyes that beg to see, into my arms that need your true embrace, into my hearing all my senses. Into every breath I breathe, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Ah, <sighs> it's peaceful just thinking about it, you know. And one of the things in in sharing the book um, into the depth of my um, willingness to share it, I wanted to really bring Mary into the journey because Mary is the journey. Mary is such a great part of the journey, and Mary wants to take us by the hand. She wants to take us to her son, and. You know, it was interesting, just earlier today, Jamie Teton and I were chatting about Mama Mary, and, you know, she said coming from the perspective she did as a Seventh-day Adventist, intercessory prayer was really difficult for her, especially with regard to the Blessed Mother, because in their faith journey, whenever you pray, they equate that to praise. So prayer and praise were the same thing. They didn't ask each other to pray for each other in the Seventh-day Adventist faith. It was literally prayer was praise. And so we don't praise Mary because, you know, praise and worship is for God alone. We don't praise her. We don't worship her. But in these beautiful words of what it means to truly be an intercessor, to ask someone to pray for you, she's like, why wouldn't you go to the person who's closest to him? And you know, for, for people who are struggling with the Catholic faith, it's typically Mary that is one of the biggest stumbling blocks because it's so hard to, in my perspective and, and kind of what I share through not only the book but in different presentations that I do at conferences and missions and things, when I think about Mary, it's like she, she has the greatest story because she is so intimately united with God. Her story needs to be shared. But when we look at her, we either we either are so intimidated by her holiness that it's like we can't even try. You know, she's so perfect, why bother trying? Right? Because she knows what perfection is and can help you get there. Exactly. And and that's the beauty of it. There's no judgment from her to us. She just loves us. She loves with the purest, most wonderful heart of a mom. And then another wonderful friend, Kitty Cleveland, and I know you all love Kitty. She had a difficult relationship with her mom, as she has shared in the program before, and we sing our faith. And so for her to have that image of mom was not a comforting image. And so that's kind of the opposite with Mary. We either, we either look at her as so perfect 
We couldn't possibly be that perfect, and so why try? Or it's such a difficult relationship with our moms that it's like, who wants that, you know? But when we come to that reconciled place of loving her and realizing that we just want to be part of her story, she said yes to God so perfectly, and that's what we want to do ultimately. And so to listen to her story. I love the way that you share about Mary, especially with our Protestant brothers and sisters. And I mean, the, the next song is, uh, is, really, is really a great example of that. And uh, so if I can, uh, the next song that we'd like to focus on is called Held Within Your Heart. And listen to the words and you'll understand what I mean when I say she shares Mary's heart very well. Who could you go to? Who could you tell your story to? Who could ever, 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 ever comprehend the life that he'd prepared for you to
Who could she go to? Who yeah. could she tell her story to? That's what it's about. It's, it's telling so the story. She needed Karen in her life. She needed somebody <laughs> to come with the red wine. <laughs> I think so. I think so, too. I'm pretty darn sure that Mother Mary had a glass of red wine on occasion, especially at the Jewish wedding feast. Yeah. She would have had seven throughout those days, mm. you know, to have those celebrations of each of those blessings. And, again, that's why it was so important, that, that very first miracle in the ministry of Jesus that that first miracle was just the most amazing thing in that a mother's heart and a mother's love um, was caring about that bride and groom. Mm -hmm. There was no more wine. Well, it wasn't that there was no more wine, like, oh, shoot, we ran out of wine. It was in the Jewish... Devastating. It was devastating. Well, and to realize that we're not going to finish the ceremony. There wasn't going to be a wedding. The wine was part of the wedding blessing. And without the wine, the blessings weren't going to take place. And so it was a combination of giving the blessing, providing for those who were there, and, of course, seeing that beautiful obedience that Jesus had. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's awesome. It's 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 a mother's heart. It is a mother's mother's heart. heart. Yeah. Well, the next song that we'd like to present is called From Mother to Mother. It is intercessory prayer. It is motherhood. It is loving your kids and handing them over to a higher power. <laughs> <laughs> Especially, the, you know, we all have those days. So. Oh, the flat kneecaps. Flat kneecaps. Well, if you can't, I mean, if you have the mother of, of Jesus praying with you for your kids, you've got, uh, you've got some strength and you've got some spiritual power behind you. I so, love that. I, I love seeing that image because there is something about that where you see Mama Mary taking them by the hand. And as we learn in that beautiful uh, preparation for Marian consecration, whether you're using St. Louis de Montfort's um, program or whether you are going strictly with perhaps the the book from Father Michael Gately, which I love. 33 Days to Morning Glory. Oh, it's awesome. Um, There's something about handing them over, like you said, and then letting her be the mom. Yeah. Yeah. From Mother to Mother, Julie Carrick. Mother Mary, full of grace, would you help me My daughter to the heart of Jesus Evil in the world is coaxing her away Sins of flesh, of soul, of heart enticing Mm. 
tempting him today. Sins of flesh, of soul, of heart, enticing. Darkness of sin tugs at his soul, and he needs grace. From mother to flat kneecaps. <laughs> <laughs> what was it your mother used to say? Well, when, she, when my mom was at one of the presentations one time, this was hilarious. She's so shy. She is. And so I had talked about, you know, raising our three adults and, uh, and having my flat kneecaps because I was busy praying for my kids. And she stood up and she said, Julie Fran, you've raised three adults and you have flat kneecaps. I've raised seven and I've had two knee replacements. <laughs> kind of broke the house up for a bit. And yeah. then we got back on track again. Yeah. God bless mom. And thanks for all of the prayers, by the way, everyone who has prayed for my mom. I know we asked for a special prayer for her. Um, and she, I am very, very excited to say, is home and well and well into her um, recovery from going through that congestive heart failure and everything. So she's doing great. So big shout out and thank you for the prayers. Huge grace received from that. No mm. prayer goes forward without grace coming out of it. So thank you. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and, and unfailing grace, that's what the book is about. This is in the words of Bishop Thomas Olmsted here in Phoenix. I am so blessed to have this incredible bishop who is our bishop here in, in the valley. And he is, he's just been such a wonderful part of our journey, um, a journey, if you will, that the second part of the title. How Adversity Magnifies the Grace Within, Showing the Beauty of This Tapestry of Life. And as I said last week, that tapestry, when you look at it on one angle, it's, you know, got all the little knots and whatever, but when you turn it over and you see the beautiful image that it's supposed to be, and you realize that every thread within that tapestry has its purpose, there are a couple of people in particular that my heart, I just see those threads as these golden threads. Mm -hmm. Their grace, their strength, their beauty, their purpose in our tapestry. Mm -hmm. and Each one has a different purpose too. They do, they really yeah. do. And one of them is Barbara Beatty, 
Mm-hmm. I love Barbara. She is like a... I love you, Barbara. <laughs> I love you more than Julie does. <laughs> Not possible. Okay. Um, just, she's an amazing person. And then Bishop Olmsted is the, uh, you know, one of those other ones where it was such a, it was a privilege. And my hand was almost shaking when I got to sign his book, when I autographed his book and, and sent it to him. And the way that I felt I could describe it was to thank him for being one of those threads of grace. You know, he truly is a thread of grace. And yet when when he wrote what he did about the book, I'm, I'm going to share this. He said, your music, the songs written from the joys and sorrows of your life are an integral part of the way you share your story and give convincing witness to the Lord Jesus. This book is a wonderful combination of the graced moments of your mind and heart. I pray it will inspire many others in their faithful following of Christ. And I can see his face right now um, when we were sitting at that banquet a couple of weeks ago, and it was a fundraiser for a pregnancy center here in the Phoenix Diocese. And I was asked to sing the song, Little Saint of Mine. And to see his expression, I almost couldn't get through that song. Um, I've gotten to the point where I can sing it now. And of course, the song is about our two saints in heaven. And part of our journey, this this beautiful, unfailing grace, is that no matter what we go through, no matter what it is, and to lose children is is painful. It is one of the greatest pains that a parent's heart can feel. And yet to find the purpose in that suffering, to find the reason that those boys were called home early to be these beautiful saints interceding for us, that they are literally amongst the communion of saints. Um, I've been able to sing about it until I saw his face that day and looking at Bishop's face. And at the end of it, he said, you know, there's something about the combination of sharing the truth, the full teaching of the faith and the music along with your story. And just that's what he said and i just i felt like i was melting it was so beautiful so that's my desire with this book it's it's my desire that it gets other people to share their stories just as it was my desire when i wrote this song little saint of mine share your stories about your saints little saint of mine To share the story of your life To put my pen to page to show my heart Your precious life, my child, ended far too soon As you went to heaven from within my womb second you were first conceived the journey of a saint had just begun unlike the rest of us who ran the race for years Jesus knew your soul was ready to come God 
has your mom to love and carry you Though I know you first belong to him Now live in peace until we meet again thank you. Kurt and I both want to thank you for journeying with us these last two weeks as we share more with you about Unfailing Grace. Um, the book, of course, can be purchased on Amazon as an ebook. Um, if you are wanting to buy one of the physical copies, you can do that there as well, 
or by visiting um, wesingourfaith.org. WeSingOurFaith.org, and there's a link um, right there with a little book that says Unfailing Grace. Click on it, and it'll take you to where you can read reviews of it and, and order a physical copy. We're asking you, please, buy as many of these as you can to share with people to get them sharing their stories, to get you sharing your story, because your story is just as important as mine. So the last song that I want to take us to the top of the hour is a song that was actually written because of stories. And as a women's conference that I had the privilege of doing in Germany and then um, in Phoenix, both of these um, groups, they shared their stories of what it means to give honor and glory to God in all things, that they find the grace that God um, has ready for them. And to realize that if we can truly take a moment every day and thank God for everything in everything, you know, not just the good times, but in the dark days, but to also invite him into the joy. You know, we, we tend to get on our knees and we tend to seek that grace from God when things are difficult, but not always when we're partying, you know, one of my, you know, one of my pet peeves, if you will, is whenever I'm at a, a church gathering and it's a triumphant, fun thing, you know, it's a dance, it's a, a parish festival or whatever, it's all secular music. Mm-hmm. Why don't we have music praising God in those moments? Why aren't we dancing to the songs of praise? And um, so I guess this one touches my heart just a little bit. And to be able to say um, this one, to give glory to God in all things, I hope ultimately that's the message of my book. Let my actions sing a song of gratitude. Let my words speak truth and give you honor. And let me, Lord, be grateful when I suffer some for you Let me truly praise you Christ my King Let me give glory to God in all things In the beauty of all you've created Through sorrows that are blessings in Sing a song of praise Oh God, when I consider all your love for me You are my life, my hope, my joy and strength You took my sins and nailed them to the cross with you
Thank you for taking this time. As always, that website for all of the artists is WeSingOurFaith.org. WeSingOurFaith.org. That's the site. And the toll-free number is 1-888-880-6874. Again, that number is 1-888-880-6874. Thank you for listening. And until next week, may God bless you and keep you. Spreading the splendor of truth. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Hi, I'm Dr. Kyle Eberlein of Mid-Cities Dental and a parishioner of Good Shepherd Catholic Community in Colleyville. Dentistry can be expensive, especially if you know you need a lot of work. That's why you need to know all of your treatment options. And you need a dentist whom is on your insurance plan. This could potentially save you lots of money. Our office will offer you a no-obligation consultation with necessary x-rays. We can be reached at 817-282-9321 or midcitiesdental.com. Again, that number is 817-282-9321. 
All KATH 910 AM listeners are invited to a bilingual mini-retreat to learn about Sister Faustina and God's message of divine mercy. The event takes place on Saturday, May 1st from 9 AM until 12 noon and will take place at the Catholic Conference and Formation Center in Dallas. Guest speaker is Marianne Rona. The retreat also includes adoration, exposition of relics, the Divine Mercy Chaplet, and lunch and fellowship. For more information and to register, email ccfcdal.org. The Guadalupe Radio Network thanks John Morrison with Morrison Heating and Air for his support of the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Morrison Heating and Air specializes in heating and air conditioning service for the counties of Denton, Collin, Cook, and Grayson. You can contact John with Morrison Heating and Air by calling 940-597-6099. That's 940-597-6099 for Morrison Heating and Air. All Saints Catholic Church in Dallas invites all KATH 910 AM listeners to participate in an online presentation on the reflections of St. Joseph based on the apostolic letter of Pope Francis called Patrice Corday. The Reflections on St. Joseph premieres on the 8th of every month through December 2021 at noon on the parish's website at allsaintsdallas.org slash church and on the All Saints Dallas Catholic Church social media channels. Hello, my name is Liz Mertz. My husband, Bill, and I own Master Tech Auto Repair and Planning. We are proud sponsors of Catholic Radio. Our family has been parishioners of St. Gabriel's and McKinney for many years. Master Tech is a full-service auto repair for all vehicles, from oil changes to complete engine replacement or transmission service. We are located just across the street from St. Mark's Parish in Plano. You can contact us at 972-578-1841 or www.mastertechplano.com. Thank you, and may you have a blessed day. K-A-T-H, 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas,